Hello, everybody, and welcome to All of the Above, the podcast where we couldn't decide whether we wanted to talk about theology, uh, the philosophy of ministry, stories, books. Uh, so we just decided we were going to do All of the Above. I'm joined today um, by the wonderful Hannah Koschel. Hannah, Hello. how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Uh, we were just talking about the precarious nature with which my microphone is placed atop. It's like... Some stack of books? Yes. Jenga with microphones. It's, you know... <laughs> it's great. May- it works. It works. Maybe one day we'll do like a live show where people can see how we're recording. Yes. Hey, we don't have pillows like taped to the walls in this space as we have done before and blankets hanging from different places <laughs> in this the is, room. This so. is true. We're getting there. It's yeah. great. That We actually have a room. Yes. Trevor's office. Yes. But it's a vibe, so. It's a vibe. Skull and all. Yeah. It is a vibe. Goodness. <laughs> anyway, um, so today's topic, we're going to talk about kids, um, which is you are the guru of kids mm. ministry <laughs> and the expert when it comes to kids. So. Mm. <laughs> Those are kind words, but mm, I think they're pretty generous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so I have two questions. To start us off, one is a little bit silly. One is a little more practical. Which okay. which would you prefer first? Surprise me. Okay. So we'll go with the silly first. Okay. What is your favorite children's TV show? Oh. Oh. Oh, that's... That's... Okay. So I think there's a different... A few ways we could approach this question. Because the easy answer would be to answer my child's favorite kids' TV show. However, because my child has like one or two favorites, we watch them regularly. So as an adult, those tend to be at the bottom of my list because I watch them so frequently. They are great shows. But, you know, you get tired of watching the same episodes of Dino Ranch over and over again. But I do love Dino Ranch. I just, I've seen enough probably for my lifetime. Um, however, my favorite TV show growing up as a child, I was a big fan. So we were like PBS kids. Same, same. So um, like all, I feel like they're like B-list shows, but they're my faves. So like Mr. Rogers, love, love Mr. Rogers. Um the little train that would go to the pr- pretend land. That was like, that was my jam. Zoom. You remember oh, Zoom? Oh, heck yes. I could probably still tell you the P.O. box where you were supposed to yes. send all, all, <laughs> of, your, all like, of your Zoom applications. I remember making the cinnamon rolls from the recipe that the Zoom kids did on that show. I was a big cyber chase. Heck yes. So like PBS was my jam. There are a few Disney shows sprinkled in there. Bear in the Big Blue House is a good one. We actually like tried to coerce our son into watching Bear in the Big Blue House the other day because thankfully Disney Plus has the nostalgic shows as well. So, Yeah, so I found myself having very strong opinions on this working in a pediatric office mm. and also having a two-year-old. Yeah. Um, so I think I've grown tired because literally I prefer Nick Jr. Or excuse me, Disney Jr. to Nick Jr., I'm glad you corrected yourself. Yes. Because Disney is far more superior. Disney Junior to Nick Junior. So if I'm at the office, Disney Junior is on. Um, 
And there's only one show that I found myself not growing tired of. And that's, Please say it's Bluey. It's Bluey. Yes, I agree. Um, I could watch that show as many times. I agree. So we've And tried- they're not too long. Exactly. And they have humor in there for the parents. And it's great. I love it. Uh, big fan. Big, big, big Bluey. Big Bluey fan. They came out with some new episodes on Disney Plus, and we were Season like, "Season three? <laughs> we are so excited! We're like, Judah, they dropped new episodes of Bluey. <laughs> we know what we're watching during lunch today. Exactly. I um, agree. So yeah, Bluey, Bluey is probably up there for me. But we were PBS kids growing up as well. So mm. Arthur, Zoom, Arthur. Yes, how could I forget Arthur? Um, yes, that one just ended recently. Oh really? Yeah. Long, long run. R.I.P. Arthur. So second question. This one's a little more practical if you could get one resource into the hand of every parent what would it be aside from the bible that's a big question one that i was not prepared for (laughs) and wow and it could be it could be geared toward parents it could be geared toward kids okay either either one oh jonathan Mm. There is quite a list there that I, to boil it down to one, I think is, it's like asking like, what's your favorite song? That's fair. It's like, there's so many And it depends on the ones. season. It depends on the season, depends on the age of the child. So not to like not answer, but I mean, obviously the Bible, number one, like you said. Um, the, uh. Anything by Tiny Theologians, Daily Grace Co., um, Cate- New City Catechism, huge fan of, um, along with the songs for all ages, for parents included, learning the catechism, do it. Um, a catechism, doesn't have to be New City Catechism. Um, music, I mean, there's great kids' music out there. Uh Seeds of Faith has great, like, Bible-to-music stuff. Um, scripture lullabies. We were jamming in the car uh, yesterday. It's, like, just, like, pure scripture put to music. And it's, like, those are the types of songs I want stuck in my head and that I want stuck in my kid's head. Um, I'm coming, as we approach the Advent season, like, I think of lots of Advent, Advent blocks. It has been a huge win for our family. It has been a... Uh, Advent tradition we have come to love. Uh, so yeah, that's just like the highlights that come to my head. Uh, Mo- Missional Motherhood is a book um, for parents that I love. Family Discipleship, Matt Chandler. Uh, what is Family Worship? I mean, lots of. Go to our website under <laughs> recommended resources. <laughs> I was going to say yes. website plug here. Yes. That's lots. great. There, I'm thankful to say that there are lots of great resources out there. It makes it hard to choose, which is a good problem to have. Absolutely. Yeah, I was in the purple room on Sunday, and I still have the catechism song stuck in my head for the Ten Commandments. It's So it definitely works. It works, and that's that's the point. Great. So diving into our topic today, I... I came across this question on another podcast posed in a different way, but we have a lot of kids in our church, We do, um, which is a good problem to have. We yes. have a lot of kids and we have a lot more on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so thinking about our responsibility as members of the church, as members of Ridgewood, as parents, as non-parents, as just across the board, um, do we have a responsibility to other people's children in the church? So I feel like to answer that question, we kind of have to like back up and answer a few questions kind of upstream from that to get to that question. One of those questions being, um, what is our responsibility as believers towards other people in general? So there are a lot of like one another type commands that we see in scripture of how we are to approach other people, how we are to treat other people. So like live in harmony with one another, care for one another, serve one another, forgive one another, be patient with one another, be kind and compassionate towards one another, show hospitality towards one another, count others more significant than ourselves, look to the interests of others. Those are all like one another commands that we would hold up that scripture offers us of this is how we should approach people in general. And all of those can kind of be wrapped up under what Jesus claims to be one of the two of the greatest commands, love God and love others, um, love your neighbor as yourself, as it's written. So if those are all commands, imperative commands that scripture gives us and how to, to treat other people, especially if we were to run with that last one, like love your neighbor as yourself, seeing all of those other commands kind of wrapped up in that. Then the second question we have to ask is, are children considered our neighbors? And that's really a question of personhood. What what value does a child have? Is it is a child less valuable as in regards to like their intrinsic value, their personhood? Do they are they less valuable because do we see them as less than people? Does that make sense? Yeah. So that like I said, it becomes a question of personhood. And I think we would all say like children are obviously people. Mm -hmm. They have bodies, they have brains, they have emotions. They're people. Um, but more than that, like looking at the personhood from the standpoint of like their worth and their value. Um, I think if we ask that question and are like, well, they're just kids. Like they haven't reached the level of, um, garnering my respect in the in the same way I would respect somebody else. It's like, mm, that might be that might be a red flag and a opportunity for us to check our hearts and how we see all people created in the image of God because children are image bearers just as much mm. as I am an image bearer, you are an image bearer. And so um their worth and their dignity is not dependent on their developmental level, you know. So, kind of a long answer to that initial question. Do we have a responsibility toward others' children in the church? Absolutely, because we have a responsibility towards each other. Um, and children are people. And um, so all of those one another commands we see in Scripture absolutely 100% apply to children um, and how we are to regard them and treat them because they are people made in the image of God. That's awesome. I love that. And I, I completely agree. I think there, there's always this, I mean, and I've even caught myself doing it. There's this skewed view that just because 
my son, for example, just because Owen is two, that he can't understand or doesn't understand mm. um, some of these things or, or doesn't need to be discipled until later down the road when he can kind of comprehend it. But I was really, I was really struck with this um, the other night when we were praying and we kind of model like repeat after me style, like mm. dear Lord sort of thing. And I got to the end and I was like, amen. And he goes, no dada in Jesus name. Mm. Amen. And mm. I was like, he, I mean, he may just be modeling that back to me, but he's getting something there. And I, th- that's just incredible. And that, that, that really kind of hit me between the eyes of like, he gets it mm. like, and he has the capability to get it. And, and I need to harness that and take advantage of that um, right. and do that for other, other kids as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our commitments as a church, um, number five, I'll pull it out because <laughs> I don't have it memorized like I should. Um, but our, one of the commitments that we as members of Ridgewood church, number five is we will train our children in the instruction of the Lord seeking to walk in a way that adorns the gospel of Christ before our family, friends, and neighbors. Um, and I think, and I may be wrong in the language, but taking that our children as to the ones we like our kids, like Owen or our kids as members of the church, as Ridgewood church, mm-hmm. we will, we will train our, our kids mm-hmm. in the instruction of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And to, we could have a whole another podcast on the defense of why we should be discipling and teaching our kids the Bible. I mean, the list goes on and on for, um, for why we should do that and take advantage of those opportunities to train. I mean, obviously one being out of obedience to the Lord and that command he has given us in the Bible. But yeah, we could do a whole nother podcast episode <laughs> on why we should train our kids, both ours, like you said, ours in regards to like my own offspring and children in general. Um, lots of, lots of defenses for that, for sure. Absolutely. Tune in in a couple of weeks to hear, <laughs> to hear that. Episode. So we've kind of, Landed on yes, there is a responsibility towards other people's children in the church. What what would you say? So we we obviously have people who are very talented mm. um, as it comes to working with kids um, and kind of define them as, as good with kids, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. It, does that responsibility fall just to them, mm. um, or is it an, an obligation that a responsibility that falls to all members of the church? Yeah, good question. So I would kind of hold this up with other spiritual disciplines, if you will. Um, The Bible tells us that God gifts members of the body with different spiritual giftings, and that is something to celebrate. And I am so thankful for those in our body that God has gifted with the ability to teach children um, and to interact with children. However, the same way we would say, um, I mean, thinking of a few other examples, like some people have the unique gifting of hospitality. Like they are just great at welcoming people in, having them in their homes, um, seeking people on the margin and like bringing them under their wing and making them feel welcome and being hospitable to them. So thankful for those people in our body. Does that mean that I'm relinquished of the responsibility to be hospitable to people and to have people in my home and to also be mindful? Absolutely not. Um, 
there are always areas that I can grow in. Um, and I'm, hospitality may not be my strongest gifting, but it doesn't get me off the hook of still showing hospitality toward, towards others. Same with like, even as we approach scripture, Trevor being our teaching pastor, it'd be so easy for us to say, Trevor's obviously better and more gifted at reading and studying scripture. So I'm just going to leave that to him. Um, I'll listen to his sermons and I'll just let him do that part of my faith for me. We would like throw flags on that. You know, that would be a major red flag because we know that that's part of our spiritual disciplines for every believer. We are to be reading and studying scripture, growing in our biblical literacy, so same with kids. Like there are going to be kids, there are going to be people, excuse me, uh, that are going to have more giftings in relating to kids and teaching kids. And we are to celebrate that um, and thank the Lord for those people. But that does not get anybody off the hook for treating children as their neighbor and um counting others more significant than ourselves, taking interest in the things that our kids take interest in, being willing to engage in conversation with kids and acknowledge their personhood and their value and their worth that they bring to our church body. So how would you encourage those who have little to to no experience with like interacting with kids? How would you encourage them to kind of approach growing in this area? Our church is a great (laughs) practice field (laughs) because, like you said, we are um, blessed with many, many children. So anywhere you look in our church on a, let's say, after service one Sunday, you have almost 100 opportunities waiting for you uh, of children who would love to tell you about their favorite TV show would love to tell you things that they're good at and how their football practice went this past week. He would love to tell you what they learned in class that Sunday, what Bible story they learned about or what catechism question they learned about. Um, consider others' interests, as Philippians 2 says, you know, um, be being willing to have the humility to talk about things that you may not be interested anymore, but don't forget you were interested in those things at one time. And I think that's another thing is just, it takes us a certain humility to be able to engage with children and recognizing you were a kid once, you know, you had people, you had adults, I pray. And if you didn't recognize how you would have loved to have had other adults um, take interest in you and invest in you. Um, and remember, like I said, remember you were a kid once too. And so you never are above kids because you used to be one, (laughs) you know, um, and so being willing to have that humility, but to your question, if you have little experience interacting with kids, our church is full of opportunities. If you would just be willing to engage them, um, I feel like kids kind of speak their own language. I jokingly call it childrenese. And with any language, um, if you were if we were to talk about any other language, 
the way you learn a language is by practicing a language. Um, surrounding yourself with people who speak that language. Um, being willing to put yourself in the culture of the people who speak that language and just practice it. So same with kids. Like, I don't know how to talk to them. I don't know the things that they're interested in. So just just practice. Um, and if you can say, okay, that probably they didn't understand that question. I didn't phrase that in a way that made any type of sense. So try again, you know. Um, practice your children needs. Practice what it looks like to, to relate to kids. And like I said, our church is full of opportunities. Um, take somebody with you who you feel like may be more comfortable doing it. Um, observe those people who you think have the giftings uh, of working with kids. Observe how they interact and make notes and try it the next time you're around a kid. Yeah, I was going to say, I so like I said, I was in the purple room yeah with Jacob and Bridget Farrell great examples and the way that they can communicate the 10 commandments Mm. to kids Mm. is just incredible yeah and so I would recommend like finding the Jacob and Bridget Farrell's and many many others too Mm -hmm. many to list um and ask them questions um Mm -hmm. about or watch them do it Mm -hmm. um and just really learn from them same like you said same as you would any other spiritual discipline or task to set your mind to, you would find the experts or throw yourself into that culture. It's the same. Yeah. And people, I will say like people without kids and our body, they have such a unique way to serve our body and, um, and serving families with kids because we do have so many, um, parents, count it such a blessing when other adults take interest because it's so important for our kids too to have healthy relationships with adults to see uh other adults living out their faith to see oh this loving one another thing this serving one another thing um that our faith comes with it's like oh this isn't something that just my mom and dad do like this is I don't want to just be like mom and dad which we pray our kids do say but I want my kids to be able to say, like, I want to be like Jared Stubel mm. when I grow up. I want to be like Bobby Ducharme and Clark Pegram and Chris Boland and, you know, um, other aunts and uncles in the faith that are rallying around our kids and showing them what it looks like to do, the, to do those things. That's awesome. So you just, you just mentioned it, but we love to use the terms aunts, uncles, grandparents mm-hmm. in the faith. Um, what does it look like? What does it look like to, to do that or to be that or aspire to that? Yeah, so, I mean, it's a calling that everybody is called to. Um, and like you mentioned in our, our church commitments is we all want to be a part, whether you have kids or whether you don't, we all want to be a part of investing in the next generation, um, both from like a spiritual discipleship perspective of explicitly teaching them like Bible truths and um, those types of things, but also just like being around them, teaching them what it looks like to, to be mature, mature humans, <laughs> um, e- exemplifying those Christ-like behaviors to them. So really, it's like I said, like because children are people, like loving them, and being aunts and uncles is just like being a brother or sister 
to pe- your peers. You know, it's just you have um, a different relationship to them because you aren't peers. So rather than being maybe their brother or sister, you operate more as an aunt and uncle. You are or a grandparent. Um, you are coming alongside parents and um, affirming the things that they're being taught at home. You are also exemplifying the things that they're their parents are trying to exemplify. You are caring for them, showing interest in them, engaging in conversation with them, um, affirming their value and their worth, and showing them that we are so thankful that you are part of our body. We don't count you a, a meaningful member um, when you reach a certain age. You know um, that you have. The Lord has given you gifts. And talents, too, that we want to be a part of, like, cultivating and calling out of you and um, showing you what it looks like to use your gifts in a church body and to the glory of God. All of those things. It's not, oh, well, I have to know what educational psychology, you know, what's developmentally appropriate. I mean, those things, like, again, you want to be mindful of, like, You're not going to speak to a two-year-old the same way you would speak to a 12-year-old. But again, that comes with practice and like practicing that, that language. Um, But I think a lot of it, and also like to support the parents and that, I think is a a big part. Um, One of our kids' commitments um, and convictions is we consider aunts, uncles, and grandparents co-laborers with their parents, coming alongside the parents, too, and supporting them. Um, if you don't have kids, offering to watch somebody's kids so that parents can go have a date night, which is super important uh, for their marriage and for their family, which and then in turn is helpful to our body. Um, so those types of, does that answer your question? Um, oh, Absolutely. It's just loving kids, loving parents, supporting and encouraging those folks and being able to engage with kids and um, be examples to them. Notice, knowing that they are watching. Mm. They are watching. Mm. Every, every person, they are very observant and they take note of what adults do, whether you know it or not. Exactly. That's really good. So we've mentioned some some practical ways, or you've mentioned some practical ways to mm. kind of start this or to own this responsibility, um, just doing it, watching others. Mm-hmm. What would what would you say are any other like practical ways like to start bearing or like upholding this responsibility we have? One, I would say like when we have, um, and my mom just like, what do we call like the fellowship time? in service like when we welcome your neighbor yes thank you i was about to throw back to passing the peace but i knew we didn't use that anymore welcome your neighbor thank you um when we have welcome your neighbor like look for kids in the congregation that you can go up to and welcome them and say we're so glad you're here to again affirm their value and that we see that you're here we're glad that you're here um so find kids during the welcome your neighbor portion of service that you can go greet um Be a kids ministry volunteer. It's a shameless plug. (laughs) Um, But sign up to have experiences to be around kids in a safe environment where it's like, if you make a mistake, it's okay. Like, there's going to be other people around you to help um, 
point you in the right direction. Uh, sign up to volunteer for Parents Morning Out. <laughs> Another shameless plug. Um, serve our parents uh, by allowing them to have a morning to themselves and gain some reps of being around kids and have some fun conversations and read some fun books, change some diapers to the glory of God. <laughs> um, yeah, when you're, when you're in community group, like genuinely ask the kids in your community group how they're doing and how their week was. Um, what are things that they're enjoying right now? What do you think you're good at? What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, these are all questions that kids love to answer and would be happy to tell you all about the things that they're interested in. Um, and to be willing to like take genuine interest in, you know, you may not really care to know all the names of every ninja turtle but it's important to them you know and so like be willing to listen to to that and be willing to show interest and you know I care about that because you care about that and that's really cool um so yeah those are just a few things that come to mind that's great well I think that about wraps us up do you have any other words of wisdom you like to leave us with no just remember that kids are our neighbors too so let's love them as our neighbors. That's great. If you would like to get more involved with the kids ministry at Ridgewood Church, where can they find that information? Yeah, so my email address is on our website, hannah at ridgewoodgreer.com. There's also, if you want to serve with kids, there is a form under our serve page that you can fill out and we can get you connected. Um, yeah. You can also check out the resources that Hannah mentioned yes. earlier on our recommended resources page. So, website has a wealth of information on how to get connected with kids ministry and other ministry at Ridgewood Church. You can check that out at ridgewoodgreer.com. Um, but for now, we'll go ahead and sign off. Look forward to talking to you next time.